0: Leader Talks I, Insights from Northern Ireland business leaders. Brought to you by Corvus People.
1: It's been a tough couple of years, especially with the prices going up. We have the lowest levels of disposable income. So fuel poverty is the highest um, in the UK. You know, so we need to develop the organization so it is proactive, it's flexible, it's agile. It can really make a real difference gone are the days where we, you know the organization could work in silos. We need a cross-organisation approach. We all had to pull up, you know pull up our, our socks to do that. That wasn't what the utility regulator was set to do. We're looking f- for these roles for leaders that you know have got that personal integrity.
0: So my is Michelle Cairns, I am Director with Corvus People and I'm here this afternoon with John French who's the CEO of the Utility Regulator in Northern Ireland. John can I get you to introduce yourself?
1: Yes hi I'm John French, I'm Chief Executive of the Utility Regulator which is the only cross-utility regulator of energy and water in the UK, uh, so we've, we're a statutory body here in Northern Ireland that's set up to look after consumers, protect consumers, both in electricity, gas, and water.
0: So, if I start with something lovely and easy, tell me about your career to date.
1: I started working in energy and uh, climate change issues back in 2005 when I was working for the Foreign Office. I worked on the Glen Eagles uh, G8 summit and took that through in terms of looking at uh, how we could start to increase the UK's um, impact on climate change issues. I then took a role up in. a body within the UN in Vienna that looked at uh, supporting the developing countries, how they were looking to finance renewables and energy efficiency projects out there. And after working there, came back to London and worked as head of policy for what is now uh, Energy UK. My wife's from Northern Ireland, so she was very keen when we were starting to have a family to move back to Northern Ireland. and uh, Came back and became head of uh, energy policy with the Consumer Council a statutory body here and then worked for some of the energies here in Northern Ireland, the gas companies and electricity companies and then after that I became Chief Executive of the Consumer Council um, which is a statutory body here to look to um, support and safeguard the needs of consumers in Northern Ireland and worked there for was CEO of the Consumer Council for just over five years and then in the last two to three years have become CEO of the utility regulator here in Northern Ireland.
0: So for you personally, sort of in the journey that you've had, what has been something that has really shaped your career to date, or made a difference or made an impact?
1: I think it's been moving to Northern Ireland. Um, you know, when I moved to Northern Ireland, you realised you could actually make a real difference. You could talk to people. That, you know, stakeholders were close together. When working in London or you know at the UN or something, you really you're you're in a much bigger field. You're in a much bi- and it's much harder to make a difference. You know, it's in Northern Ireland. It's very easy to bring the right people in the room. It's it's easy to have meaningful conversations. So I suppose, yes, the big light bulb moment for me was moving to Northern Ireland because you realised, you know, it w- you could make a difference, you could you could change things and hopefully make things a bit better.
0: And what has kind of driven you in your career?
1: I suppose it's trying to find opportunities to, as, as twee or naive as it might sound, uh, looking for opportunities to try and help people. You know, so look through lobbying uh, processes through the likes of uh, the Foreign Office, working through the UN, trying to help develop countries. Uh, The Consumer Council was very much trying to look for the best interest for uh, consumers, but in the new role as uh, Chief Executive of the Utility Regulator, you have more statutory powers, so you can actually make a difference in trying to improve people's lives improve uh, the protection consumers have um, so hopefully they can get a better deal for their energy and water systems
0: for you what does the landscape for the utility regulator look like at the moment so what are what are the big challenges what are the big opportunities for you as an organization
1: well it's a really exciting time to work for the utility regulator there's a you know, gone are the days of being a very static um, market. You know, old-fashioned. We're now trying to really see where we can support um, the government's move to net zero. So, how can we bring on low-carbon technologies? How can we um, make sure that the electricity and water systems and the gas systems we have here support the move towards that net-zero environment? It's also been a very difficult last couple of years in terms of uh, following the, inv- the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We saw energy prices soaring, which made a real impact on um, people's cost of living. And the, um, which is quite uh, stark here in Northern Ireland. We have the lowest levels of disposable income, so fuel poverty is the highest. Um, in the UK, pr- probably one of the highest levels in Europe um, so it's a real acute situation here in Northern Ireland to try and make sure that energy prices are as affordable as they possibly can be. So th- the landscape is difficult but it's exciting at the, t- at the same time.
0: And that has had a knock-on effect in terms of your organisation and mm-hmm. changes within your organisation. Mm-hmm. What are the drivers behind those changes and what have the changes been
1: well, we need to, you know, we really need to look at what the utility regulator is going to do over the next uh, five, ten years and how it really can help Northern Ireland. You know, So we need to develop the organisation so it is proactive, it, it's flexible, it's agile, it can really make a real difference in terms of supporting consumers. But really, as we transition over the next 20, 30 years to a low-carbon society, how are we going to deal with the new technologies and the new challenges that's going to bring? And doing that. So we needed, we were a very small organisation, uh, probably been around uh, 70 to 80 people for the last five to 10 years. But we're looking to double the size of the organisation um, to really make sure that we can support Northern Ireland in this transition.
0: And I suppose whenever you look to double your organisation, it means that you need to restructure what that organisation looks like. So have you introduced any new roles into the organisation um, at a senior level to support the role that you do or what does that look like and what, going forward?
1: Well, as, as we've said, energy has become really complex and, you know, there's, there's so much to do. So we're looking to recruit two new executive directors and to give me uh, support within the organisation and also to work with closely with the board to try and bring that more organizational approach to really join the organization together because gone are the days where we you know the organization could work in silos we need a cross organizational approach Uh, and those executive those two new senior roles are are vital to that bringing those executive directors in so we need to bring um, you know people of real caliber in to try and transform the organization and really make sure it's looking forward to the future and um, that you know as an organisation we're fit for purpose for what Northern Ireland needs.
0: And I suppose it's quite a unique regulator in that it's that combination between energy and water and and gas as well so for these two new roles what is the opportunities for these individuals what's you know what can they achieve in post?
1: I think there's a huge you know Just taking it back to basics, Northern Ireland's a small place. So, you know, in terms of coming in, we are the only um, regulator that looks both at energy and water in the UK. Um, So, it's a real opportunity to influence people it's a real opportunity to meet with stakeholders at a senior level it's a real opportunity to make a difference you know when we talk to stakeholders from Great Britain they're always amazed at how you quickly uh, in Northern Ireland we can bring the right stakeholders in the room and we can have a real meaningful conversation so you know these are really exciting roles hopefully and hopefully it'll give people an opportunity to see both sectors um And just the size and scale of Northern Ireland makes you, you know, there's a real ability to make a difference, which is more difficult in in larger organisations and larger regions.
0: So it's more agile in terms of change. You personally, you've had a long and successful career. So you've obviously had periods of transition within organisations, with change in organisations. As a leader, what do you think the most important Attributes or considerations are for you whenever you are leading change within an organisation?
1: I think it's just being transpa- upfront, transparent, and honest, you know, and being accountable. We need people who bring people with them, and I think it's that honesty and um, accountability and having that clear purpose about why we're here and what we're here to achieve. Uh, that's vitally important. So we, you know, we're looking f- for these roles for leaders that you know have got that personal integrity, you know, and can be accountable on a public stage for what they're doing and the difference they're making. Uh, we need people with clarity of mind that um, are really looking to make a difference and really looking to achieve things. So trying to improve things for consumers and businesses here in Northern Ireland, looking to meet those net zero targets, looking to make a stable environment for which companies can invest in and make Northern Ireland attractive to, for people to come to. So it's, it's about being a leader, it's about showing you standing at the front and being accountable.
0: And I think culture is also highly important in any organisation. Um, for you, what does culture mean? What is the ideal culture that you want to achieve? What do you foster from a culture standpoint in organisations?
1: Well, we're trying to make the utility regulator the best possible organization. You know, we'll fail at some things, we'll, we'll, uh, but the, the goal is to make the regulator the best organization it can. We're trying to give people the best five, ten years of their career. You know, that's what we're looking to do. So we want people who are interested in uh, managing and leading uh, their staff. We want people that want to train their staff. You know, really uh, want to uh, put effort into making sure that the organisation is the best it can be in terms of staff development and working conditions. So we want the best possible, you know, proactive culture that we can get.
0: And for you personally, what are the three things that are important to you from a culture standpoint?
1: You know, it, it's just those basics of people being honest, transparent and accountable. You know, they're the, the principles of public life and we need to bring that right through the organisation. We need to make sure that the organisation, you know, it's a fun job, you know, it seems that regulations can be seen as being boring. You know, energy and water are the essentials for everybody's lives. Um, Nobody can do their day-to-day job without turning on a plug, switching the light switch on, you know, turning a tap or flushing the toilet. You know, the, these are the basics of life, but actually it makes a huge difference whether people can afford what they need to do, how easy life is. And, you know, and they make such a big difference also in terms of, climate change you know so we can be real the size and scale of Northern Ireland allows us to be you know to look to be world leaders we can you know we can show the agility of and size of Northern Ireland allows and the breadth of our work across electricity gas water and hopefully other areas means that we can bring people together to um, you know to achieve things which would be difficult more difficult in a larger organization and a larger um, region.
0: And within the regulator itself, how do you balance the need for innovation and growth while maintaining stability and consistency within a regulatory environment?
1: I think it's keeping to the standards. You've got to, you know, you've got to set out the standards of what you're looking for and what you're looking to achieve. So. You know, we will not dilute customer protection. You know, we're looking to see how we can increase customer protection. Um, we need to make sure that the uh, investment environment in Northern Ireland is as stable as it can be. But on the other side of that, we have to look to in- innovate. You know, the, the days of old coal-fired power stations are gone. You know, we need to see how we can encourage a new future of um zero carbon, low carbon technologies, wind farms, solar farms, offshore, Um, it is really exciting, you know, the technologies that are out there and we've got to make sure that they uh, come to Northern Ireland consumers at the best possible price.
0: So climate change for you personally is something very important in your career, even in your early career. Um, Is that a passion that you had from a young age or
1: yeah i started doing climate change issues at university and part of my degree did accountancy and business finance but really trying to see how companies needed to take um, care of the environment and the climate through that but also then working at the foreign office very much looking at climate change um on a global scale so i've been working on climate change issues for about 20 odd years it is vital you know we We only have one world you know we've got to make sure that we play our part in trying to make sure that the carbon emissions um are as low and you know moving to 2050 are eliminated um but we've got to do that in a way that consumers can afford it you know here in northern ireland the other thing is that as i said before people's income levels are the lowest in the uk the disposable income is the lowest Uh, So it's very, it's a very acute environment here that uh, people cannot afford, you know, to spend money, waste money on uh, technologies and green initiatives that that aren't going to make an actual difference. So we as a regulator have to be very careful in terms of making sure that the investment that goes forwards on climate change issues isn't right and necessary. But it, yeah, climate change has always been important. It, it, it's always been, It continue, you know, it'll be there for the next 30 odd years.
0: And within your time in the regulator, what would you say you're proudest of?
1: It's been a tough couple of years, especially with the prices going up, the wholesale prices going up so much after the Ukraine crisis. I suppose the thing probably most proud of is, is the last couple of years is uh, we've been working... Northern Ireland politically can be tough in terms of uh, there hasn't been a functioning executive. So as the utility regulator, we came in and supported the UK government to try and give uh, energy support schemes um, towards the end of last year. So we helped in giving £600 to every households across Northern Ireland. We helped in making sure that there was a unit rate reduction of people's energy bills and it was working across the political challenges um, and working with the energy companies here in Northern Ireland to make sure that consumers were helped through the last winter period. You know, that was, we all had to pull up, you know, pull up our our socks to do that. That wasn't what the utility regulator was set up to do, but we had to, you know, we recognised there was a real issue out there with consumers and businesses struggling with those high energy prices. So we had to, we felt we had to help to get them through that.
0: If you were going to look back over your career, what advice would you give the younger you?
1: Um... Stick with it um, and just focus on seeing how you can help, you know, be true to yourself and try and um, help people. If you're not helping people at the end of the day, I don't know what you're in it for, you know, so um, just look for opportunities to improve people's lives. And I know that might sound twee, but you know, it's it gets you up in the morning. It's, um, and it, it, it provides you with other, you know, it provides you with a purpose for d- doing your job. And I think, you know, I've been fortunate in my career that um, I've had jobs where I can make that that little bit of a difference.
0: I never thought I would speak to a CEO of a regulator where passion and making a difference are two of the takeaways really for me. So thank you very much for your time, John.
1: Thank you. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to Leader Talks NI. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Corvus People. Recruit. Develop. Retain.